0: Welcome back to another episode of On Spurs, right here on the On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia of News 4 San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. and the lead Spurs writer out there, and I've been covering the Spurs since 2004 from Press Row. Whoa, I, I don't even know where to begin with this episode because it is going to be a very heavy episode. And what I mean by that is, whew, I know shocking Kawhi Leonard is going to be the main topic, but there's a little difference this time because a former Spur pretty much put it all out there about his thoughts on the Spurs. Uh, he went all in on San Antonio and how the team is handling the Kawhi situation. In a case you have not heard, yep, I'm talking about Captain Jack, Stephen Jackson, once again in the headlines for pretty much blasting the Spurs and putting in the spotlight, and particularly Tony Parker. Now, he did throw some... I get some shade at Popovich and one Mono Genobly, but the main thrust of his attack was on Tony Parker. We're going to talk about what he said, is it true, and our thoughts on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, and also give a quick rundown of tonight's Spurs-Wizards game and our three keys to a Spurs victory. Once again, I am joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, whoa. So Captain Jack had a lot to say.
1: Yeah, he always has a lot to say. You know, he has a lot of say, but everybody feels a certain way about him. So when it comes out from his mouth, the consensus here in Spurs Nation is shut your mouth.
0: (laughs) Yep, all right. So, Joe, I'll let you do the honors. What did Captain Jack say about the Spurs handling Kawhi Leonard's situation?
1: It's basically the same thing that he keeps – he said the same thing months ago. You know, he just – just to reiterate, he was saying Tony Parker is a – Selfish player, and that's why they lost the, you know, against the Oklahoma City Thunder and a twenty as a twenty third no it was in twenty thirteen I think it was 20, 2014. yeah yeah, and it's because he didn't pass the ball to Captain Jack, and he was like I was hot and he didn't pass me the balls because he's a selfish player, and then he went and said that he lost all respect for Tony Parker basically, uh, and you know because of all this you know, the, the Spurs went ahead and, clo- and called this team meeting that's now infamous uh, to, you know, uh, discuss some things and ask why, what, when they can expect him back. And Captain Jack was saying that, I don't know if I can say word for word, but he was saying that Tony Parker doesn't have the guts to call such a meeting, you know, that this actually came from Coach Pop, and Coach Pop is the one who was pulling the strings and orchestrating this this meeting and he lost all respect for tony parker for calling the meeting and kind of you know for the players for cornering Kawhi, and it was kind of a, a dirty move on his part is what uh, stephen jackson was saying so there you have it
0: <laughs> yeah exactly what joe said uh, and to pretty much expand to give you the complete captain jack comments uh not only did he put tony parker in the spotlight he also said margin he also didn't have the guts now he also said some other words you yeah. can use right now but basically he just go check this out now he said this as a guest on fox sports the herd show with colin cowherd and my goodness it was incendiary it was uh it was just you just sense and feel um you know, the, the the feeling that Captain Jack had to say this. He even prefaced um, his comments before he started by saying that uh, simply he had been waiting for this for quite some time. So he had been itching already to lay in into uh, the situation in San Antonio. Um, pretty much, you know, Captain Jack also went on to say that he would not be surprised if Tony Parker's comments Regarding how speedy he came back from injury and how his injury was a hundred times worse than Kawhi Leonard's, that remark made backfire on San Antonio, pushing Kawhi Leonard out. Now you definitely go check out the full interview over on foxsports.com. But nevertheless, that's the gist of it. So you know what, Joe? It was a very it was a very heavy segment. And if you're a Spurs fan, like I know you are and pretty much every listener is. I started my first takeaway and was looking at the reaction. I think the tide is turning in a bad way. There is now a segment, in my opinion, of Spurs fans, maybe even a little bit in the media. They don't want to come out saying yet they're starting to turn on Kawhi. Um, other media outlets in San Antonio have been saying that if he is the team's MVP, he's been MIA. There's other media outlets out there and other media personalities in San Antonio that are pretty much saying, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I think this is a bad situation for the Spurs right now. But I think what's making it worse, Joe, is that this team has not been in the situation in close to two decades. So this is brand new territory for them. And right now, Joe, I think this is getting out of control.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I I was on, uh, on React the other day after the Spurs game. And we kind of we kind of touched on that, and my my consensus was, you know, I think Spurs Nation as a whole and everybody as a whole, I think we're pretty much over Kawhi already, you know. And it's like Manu was said, you know, don't expect him back, you know, act like he's not coming back, and just support the team and move forward. You're gonna lose sleep and you're gonna get upset if you keep on thinking about it. So my my the way I'm I'm dealing with it is. I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm just going to move forward. And if he comes back, great. If he doesn't, I ain't losing sleep over it. That's, that's my mentality.
0: All right. Now, as far as a comment, uh, Jackson had regarding the situation in San Antonio and how they're handling Kawhi's situation. Again, this is just his opinion, but he was very, pretty much steadfast in his, uh, word saying that he has experienced the negative side of the Spurs, the stuff that does not get out there in the interview itself. He you know, did the air quotes and said, like it's supposed to be one of the uh, better cultural teams as far as team and player relationships. But he expressed his experience when Popovich years ago asked him to pretty much admit that he's not as good as another player. Um, so he, as he said, came at him sideways. So he's pretty much speaking from his experience. Um, look, I personally believe, you know, in all this mess, and especially in the Jackson's recent comments, I think there might be some kernel of truth. Are the Spurs frustrated right now? Of course they are. What, what team would not want their number one player on that court? They're fighting for a playoff spot. The playoff lives are on this, uh, on the table right now, and they could be on the chopping block. A loss here, like against Milwaukee, pretty much could mean the end uh, of their playoff push. You know that fifty-plus win season streak. That's definitely on the line now, and I don't think they're going to do it. So yeah, maybe it's a situation where desperate times and they're calling for desperate measures. But Jackson was very serious when he said that that order came from Popovich. That Popovich orchestrated everything in that players-only meeting, which was validated by the Spurs. One thing they shot down in particular: Danny Green, saying it wasn't as tense as maybe the report said. And he's also mentioned it wasn't just about Kawhi Leonard. Nevertheless, Joe, I'm starting, personally, just to look at the situation now that everything's out there. I'm starting to believe that there's a good chance that this drama may backfire on the Spurs when it comes to the off season And when they put that $219 million deal on the table, he may not ink it, Joe.
1: Yeah, at this point, I mean, given what's happened, what's come to light, You know, we keep hearing things here and there. I have the mentality that, you know what, we don't got time for Divas here. You know, the Spurs are bigger than one player. And I believe in the team and in the culture. So if somebody's not happy and they want to leave, don't let the door hit you on the way out. You know, I'm sure that Mm -hmm. if Kawhi decided to take his talent somewhere else and he's not happy here because for whatever reason they had some type of falling out, I would think that the Spurs would make a deal, get him out of San Antonio and go ahead and plug in some good quality talent and keep on plugging away. So I'm I'm not worried about it. I mean, yeah, it'd be sad to see him go, but you know what? I mean, I don't I I don't care for for this diva behavior in particular, you know? So if he's not happy, you're not happy then you know, when, when free agency hits and they make you an offer and you say, okay, I don't want it because I'm just not happy here, I want out. Well, then you know what? Feel free to leave. I'm not losing sleep over it. Yeah, I,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I think that's the sentiment that's now starting to rest on a lot of Spurs fans' um, shoulders right now. Uh, you know, when I put it out there on social media, some of the reaction I got was, trade him. You know, shocker in the, in, in the sarcastic way. Um, and their reaction to you know, what supposedly Jackson uh, said uh, and his alleged thoughts and allegations towards the Spurs and how they're handling Kawhi Leonard right now. Uh, yeah, I, there's a part of me that thinks that if it's true that Parker went out there to the media and put uh, Kawhi Leonard out in front and called him out, I don't think that's a good look for Parker and the Spurs but in my situation, looking at this team, I've been covering them some press roles, since 2004 and Tony Parker in particular.ly I don't think that was Parker's intent to throw him under the bus, so to speak. I think he was just making a statement, just saying, like, yeah, you know what? I mean, injuries are injuries. And look, I bounced back faster than Kawhi, but I don't think he was trying to sell him out and make him look bad now transition to Mono Ginobili. Mono Ginobili was the closest you got to almost getting called out as far as I'm calling out a uh, Kawhi Leonard, that is. He pretty much said that he's non-existent during with the team. That he is around the Spurs more often. I mean, just as much as he might be with fans. I mean, that's how distant he has become. I mean, Mono Ginobili really, really put it out there. Now look, you're talking about a Mono Ginobili who Play with a broken arm in the postseason. A uh, Tony Parker who rushed back and did not want to see his career end after having that horrific leg injury. So we're looking at two veterans of the game. They've been through battles. They've seen it all. They've done it all. They've given their blood, sweat, and tears. And let's face it, even one of their testicles for the <laughs> Spurs, Mono Ginobili. So here, they're veterans of the game. They're looking at Kawhi. And, yeah, maybe they're a little frustrated saying, like, you're younger than us. You're one of the best players in the league, and you're taking this route? I think they just simply want to know what is going on. I think they're more they're frustrated just as much as the fans are, even the coaching staff is. Because remember, there's only a few games left. I, I think what, after tonight's uh, Wizards game, like seven or eight games left on the regular season, uh, Joe, is that correct?
1: Yeah, there's about eight games left after they uh, yeah, face the it, Wizards.
0: Do you really think Kawhi is going to come back in time to get ready and get in game shape and get his legs back and get familiar and get that chemistry down? It's going to take a while. Not to mention the mental aspect and maybe smoothing things over with his teammates. Oh, my. this Spurs just might as well just call it a day on his uh, return. They still haven't shut him down. He has just announced that he's not going to play against Washington. But that's about it. I think this is a very dicey situation, Joe and we're getting to the point of no return regarding his return this season and possibly his future in San Antonio.
1: Yeah, I agree with you completely. I mean, at this point, it's just, you know, he's not coming back. And as far as his future goes, it's up in the air right now. I think the only person who can really, you know, answer that question, that big question mark for all of everybody here in Spurs Nation in San Antonio is Kawhi, you know, and maybe he'll have a... Mm -hmm. change of heart or he'll see things differently once the season ends and you know we can only hope that everybody can can make up and make nice and things will just go back to normal but I highly doubt we're gonna ever return to normalcy again if Kawhi in fact does stay here because my big question right now Jeff is how is he gonna you know play alongside LaMarcus because LaMarcus has always been a man with that needs volume and because Kawhi hasn't been next to him, Lamarcus has had a really good game this season, and it's because they, there's no Kawhi on the floor, which means that he's getting all these looks. He's getting all he's getting great looks at the basket. He's getting the ball most of the time. He's the man, and that's where his game flourishes. Now, when Kawhi returns, how are they going to you know be able to coexist together? To me, that's the biggest question at this point, and that's a big. Uh, I guess, decision the Spurs are going to have to make moving forward. Do you want to go to somebody who's actually playing outstanding right now and just, you know, maybe surround him with some, some quality people? Or do you want to kind of, you know, see if this $200 million experiment works or not? I mean, I I don't know. I am don't have the, the answer to that one.
0: Yeah, it, it's a very dicey situation right now. I think that this is a situation that, There needs to be a coming to the table right now. Look, the last thing the Spurs need are in our distractions. They're fighting for the playoff lines. The players are about to start, and if they do make it, if they do make it, because remember, they're not out of the woods yet. they still got dates with the Rockets, the Thunder. they got the Wizards tonight. they still got Clippers. and they still got a a slew of good games left on their schedule versus some top-quality teams. So this whole situation about them in the clouds is not yet set in stone quite yet. The last thing they need are distractions, and they're getting a major one right now. The next time they have a media session, you know it's going to be brought up. Hmm. Jackson's comments. Somebody's going to ask Pop that, that or they're going to ask the player that. You know, the last thing, they, they don't want to be talking about this. So I think if it's true, if it's true that Kawhi's camp, Uncle, what have you, are leaking this stuff, and the Spurs are trying to douse fly- fires, they all should just come to the table right now and say, look, this is not good right now for anybody involved. You know, the tide is, I believe, is starting to turn on Kawhi. Joe, you see him on social media. Fans are now saying, I'm done with Kawhi. Fans are now saying, if they want to trade him, go for it. I had a fan yesterday tell me he has a lot of Kawhi jerseys that he's ready to torch. I mean, that's how bad it started to become. Joe, this is a very dicey situation. I hope they can resolve it. Your final thoughts on this before we transition to the Spurs-Wizards game tonight?
1: And we're just gonna have to see what pans out this you know in the summer. But you know, if if anything, Kawhi doesn't like media attention. So more than likely, my thoughts are he's gonna wind up staying with the San Antonio Spurs.
0: Do so you think he's gonna stay in silver and black after this season?
1: I think he obviously will. he is
0: he's under contract, but I'm talking yeah. about do you think he's going to go beyond that?
1: I don't really think so because he's not one that really wants to talk with the media. And the Spurs are really good at protecting their players from the media. You know, they have a really, you know how it goes down and uh, you know, when you want to try to interview a player or something. I mean, it's like Fort Knox down there. You know, you can only ask certain mm-hmm. questions. You can only do certain things. And no other, you know, team has that type of Security, I guess you could say, or that lock on the media, just quite like the Spurs do. And if Kawhi doesn't mm-hmm. like to talk already, why are you going to go somewhere like for the Lakers, for example, where it's always primetime, the late show, and you have reporters in your face all the time? Anything that you do is scrutinized 1,000 times more than it is here in San Antonio. And not only that, but mm-hmm. I mean, they have different taxes and different states. Right where he's at in Texas, if he makes $200 million, you don't have to worry about a state income tax. You can live very comfortably Mm -hmm. here in in Texas because the cost of living is so low. You know, there's a lot of pluses for Kawhi staying here in San Antonio. And I think when he looks at the bigger picture, he's going to really say, you know what? I have a good thing going here, and I might as well just stay here and be be a man and just say, hey, I messed up. Let's just go ahead and kiss and make up and move on.
0: Yeah, and hopefully that does uh, happen. Uh, uh, This is just, you know, it just feels weird to be uh, talking about this type of issues in San Antonio when it's just been so rare, so rare. And um, now that it's because it is happening to San Antonio, a team that many look to uh, the organization as a model franchise, and here they are having some strife with one of their Um, best players. Allegedly, we don't know because, you know, the Spurs, they downplay everything when it comes out to negativity. Um, You just don't know. Uh, Do I think he's going to sign? That's $219 million you can't walk away from. So, I still think that he may sign, but every day as more reports come out, yeah, it's looking like um, Kawhi Leonard could could leave if all this uh, drama continues. You know, and if he is, like you mentioned, Joe, that quiet guy, doesn't like the attention, doesn't like the media. He's certainly getting a lot of it this season. Oh, He's squashed a lot of this right now by coming out and saying, you know what, everything you heard is untrue. Just like he did, but, I mean, it will be good to see him just do it on his own. You know, just him put out a statement. In his words, nothing crafted by his team, nothing crafted by his camp, and his words just squashed all of this. He hasn't. So, and I think, too, that last time he met with the media session, I think that was simply because he had to. I mean, there's rules regarding NBA players talking to media. They have so many days where they have to talk to them. And I think he was in a situation where he had to do it. So there's that uh, so much to talk about. I mean, we can go on and on all day, <laughs> but we want to hear what you have to say. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G. Follow Joe on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Spell it out T W O S H O T S. Podcast is that correct, Joe?
1: Yes, sir. It sure is.
0: All right, there you go. All right, so now, okay. Spurs got a game tonight though, against the uh, Washington Wizards. So we're going to go ahead and break down our three keys to a Spurs victory. All right. Well, before we do that, let's go ahead and give you a quick rundown of what happened prior to the uh, game tonight in Washington versus the Wizards. The Spurs are coming off a road loss to the Milwaukee Bucks, 103-106. Uh, it snapped the Spurs' six-game winning streak, but it also added to the Spurs' current winning streak away from San Antonio. They're now lost four straight uh, away from the Alamo City. That it was the first time since the season 2008-2009 that the Bucks have swept the Spurs in the regular season. LaMarcus Aldridge continues to be a beast. Not only did he score 34.7 rebounds, two assists, and one block in 32 minutes, he was also named yesterday the NBA's Western Conference Player of the Week. Kudos to LaMarcus. Well deserved. All right. And as far as the Wizards are concerned, well, we'll just face them. And the Spurs got the W in San Antonio. They're up 1-0 in the regular season series. However, the last three times the Spurs visited in Washington, the Spurs lost two of those three. So keep an eye on that tonight. Joe, why don't you kick us off? What is your first key to a Spurs win in D.C.?
1: Well, seeing as how they got crushed in the open court by the Milwaukee Bucks, first key to victory? You got to get back on that transition defense. Can't just be Danny Green trying to chase somebody running down the court the other way and hopefully he'll get a block. He gets there in time and gets an amazing block. You know That has to be a collective team effort, and they got to do a better job of getting back on uh, transition defense and trying to slow these other teams down in the open court. In particular, Washington Wizards like to run, so the Spurs are going to have their hands full.
0: Yeah, you know, because the Bucks, the Spurs gave up a lot of uh, points on turnovers. And fine if they're having a bad turnover night, so be it. But at least they can do is just get back to try to prevent the Bucks from scoring. They didn't do that. You can't do that again versus the Wizards. Just because the Wizards may not have that stellar, stellar record at forty and thirty three, doesn't mean they got guys that can get it done. Bradley Beal, uh, Oubre. Otto Porter, these guys are not to be traveled with. And they can get up and down the court, something the Spurs have struggled against this season. Now, Joe, when I think transition defense, I think it's just about effort. I mean, just get back, run back. I mean, is it just me or am I making it too simplistic right
1: now? No, they all need to get back. It just seems like it's just one guy, like in Danny Green, trying to run down the court. Hopefully he gets there in time and gets a block. Everybody else is just... I don't know. It's like they're stuck in mud. You know, they can't they can't move. Mm-hmm. In particular, Paul Gasol. Don't want to say anybody's name, but he looks pretty bad when the other teams well, get on the court.
0: You just <laughs> put a jack on uh, Paul Gasol right
1: now. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. I mean, everybody else is running. Then you look down the court and you see Paul at the other end. You know, he hadn't even crossed the the half court mark. And I'm like, okay. <laughs>
0: All right, so that's uh, Joe's uh, first key to a Spurs victory. Um, Now it's time for my key, and I'm going to talk about the three-point line. In particular, the Spurs got to pay attention to that three-point line and defend it. Look, the Wizards rank fifth in the NBA at three-point field goal percentage at 37.5, but they also get it done defensively. They're third in the NBA in opponents' three-point field goal percentage at 34.4. They focus on the three-point. I think they rely on that three-point shot. As I mentioned, they rank fifth, but they also try to defend it. They're one of the better teams out there, third in the NBA. As I mentioned, if the Spurs can simply slow down that part of Washington's attack from the three-point line and get up their shots, it should be a long night for Washington. My key to victory, protect that three-point line, and attack that three-point line. Joe?
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that, and... You know, they need to be able to run these Wizards off the three-point line. They need to do a better job of protecting it. Make sure that at least, you know, you can't make them take bad shots all the time, but at least make them honest, you know. Make them work for those three-pointers or any shot in particular. You know, you got to play the full 48 minutes, and you have to play Spurs defense. You can't have these collapses that they do here and there at key moments in the game it, I mean, they're on a roll, you know, and the Spurs are are all clicking and they're all firing on all cylinders. And all it does, it takes one or two little slip ups, and you're up by nine points. And then before you know it, within you know the other team, the Wizards can make three three pointers in a row, or two three pointers in a row, yeah. and and it kind of just sucks the momentum out of you. And I think that has been the Spurs' Achilles' heel too. You know, they need to play. Better defense for the full 48 minutes, not just in spurts.
0: Yeah. You also look, not not to display uh, or discount, I'm sorry, uh, what uh, the Spurs are doing at the three-point line. They, um, as far as defending it, they are tied for fourth in the NBA at opponent a three-point field goal percentage right below the Wizards, the Wizards play a slightly better. The problem is that the Spurs... Aren't that good shooting the ball from deep? (laughs) As of this recording, they're tied for 25th in the league in three-point field goal percentage at 35. So I think that's an area the Spurs got to watch tonight in D.C. if they want a chance and get that W on the road where they have been atrocious away from the Alamo City. You're pretty sure you know by now they're not going to have a winning record on the road this season. A streak that has been snapped this season, which they held for what only nearly, what, two decades, Joe, or something like yeah, that? Was just 20 years. eternity, <laughs> whatever. were just always above 500 on the road. Joe, take us home. What are the final key to a Spurs victory?
1: Spurs have to control the pace of the game. They cannot get in shootouts. We saw what happened against the Bucks. You know, they did not control the pace of the game. And they were in a shootout, and that's something that they just can't win. They need to be able to control pace, and by pace i mean they need to play spurs style basketball which is half court sets slow the game down utilize better shot clock management and use those things to your advantage punish these guys in the paint you know take your time you know and really just play those half court sets because getting out in the open court is not the spurs key to victory they need to be able to control that pace and if they can't do that it's going to be a short night Yep, and
0: it will also add to the Spurs' losing season away from San Antonio. Uh, let's face it, the Wizards are a lot younger than San Antonio. The Spurs don't have the horses to contend with that. they got to control the pace, as Joe said. They do that. They have a great shot at winning in D.C., the nation's capital. But those are our three keys to a Spurs victory. We want to hear what you have to say You can follow me on Twitter at JeffGSpursZone or email me at JeffGarcia74 at gmail.com. And Joe's going to talk all about Two Shots right now.
1: Yeah, you all can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Two Shots, which is spelled T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S, podcast, at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also find us on the web at www.twoshotssa.com.
0: Well, there you go. Those are uh, our thoughts on the whole situation. Again, I, Joe, I think this, this quiet thing has to just end already. I'm getting sick of <laughs> it already. You know how many times I hate just reporting that the Spurs are keeping quiet out for injury management. I, I just waited for the day they go, you know what, screw it. He's out for the season. That would be so much better right now for the drama. And, of course, hopefully the Spurs get a W tonight in D.C. Your final thoughts, Joe?
1: Ah, you know it's going to be a it's going to be a tough stretch for the Spurs, but hopefully they can go ahead and just sort some of these little things out, because they've been in a lot of these games that they've lost. And I think if they come together as a team and they just realize, you know what, we've been in these games. There's just a few things we need to clean up. They're going to be in great shape moving forward.
0: Yeah, hopefully that will come true. But for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lot on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.